CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until four, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni. The Sports Betting Network. We are officially one week out from Super Bowl 58. Welcome into the Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. I'm Stormy Bonantoni and in for Michael Lombardi today. So fortunate to be joined by Will Hill, host of the Should Have Bet More podcast. Also on the Bear Bets podcast with Chris Felica, part of that gambling group chat. VEASAN contributor, Will, what is going on, my guy? How are you? You excited? We're finally here. Super Bowl week. One week to go. Uh, I'm excited to uh, be hosting with you. Should be a fun two hours. Hopefully Lombardi's enjoying his day off. A lot of people are calling this the Wally Pip show. Mm, I'm not sure what that's a reference to. Yeah, I don't I don't have to look that one up. But a lot of people are saying it. Uh, it's always a weird day that first Sunday without football because we all have our routines, our rituals, all football season. And I mean, look, this is the first time since August that you wake up on a Sunday and don't have some sort of football game. But we'll get through it. We got a lot of football to talk about. College basketball. Let's do it. What do you mean? Well, you're not betting. You didn't have a, a wager on the Pro Bowl. They don't even play it anymore, right? It's a skills competition. That used to be the best yeah. bet of the year was the Pro Bowl over. It used to just be like 100 points and you could never make the line high enough. They don't even make everything good gets ruined. Yeah, they change. They change the point structure and everything. What about the Senior Bowl? Did you get anything down on the, the national team with a 16 to 7 win? Spencer Rattler game MVP. I didn't. Was that different than what was the one in Mobile? The, yeah, the East West Shrine? No, was that no, the same one? Mobile was the Senior Bowl, yeah. Okay, yeah. I saw they they played one on Thursday night. Was there another one on yesterday or no? I wasn't sure. I, but I, I didn't. I don't know if you got involved. No. I, I did not. I don't like... I don't like betting those types of things because it's just the players are rotating in throughout the course right. of the game. Like you don't know what you're going to get, but apparently Spencer Rattler and Bo Nix had a good day. And so good for them, but I'm happy for us that we have the biggest game of the entire year that's coming up this week. And to your point, I know we'll get to some of your college basketball bets yesterday. We were talking in the, before we officially started the show, it's kind of disappointing in college hoops this year, the way that just star power in general feels like it's kind of gone from the sport right now. It used to be 
so d- different and like everybody knew big names and full rosters. And now with the transfer portal and guys going to the draft right away, there's just, you don't keep track of it the same way anymore. It's weird. Yeah. You at least get these guys for like two, three years and you build up some continuity, some familiarity where you knew the players and uh, you know, it was a, a little bit of a minor league to the NBA. Now it's just, they come and they go the transfer portal. It's there's not that familiarity, but still look uh, a month from now, March, March madness, the conference tournaments, the, the big dance, it's one of the best times of the year. So that's uh that's a great time of the year. It's still great to bet on, but yeah, it's definitely different with the way these kids come and go and, Watching it a lot the past week or two, like I have, they have a major, major pace of play problem. These reviews, the timeouts. I saw the end of, I think it was Butler Creighton on Friday night. The last minute of the game took 22 minutes between reviews. They review every tenth of a second. So they, they definitely have some issues. But look, uh, that's the good thing about the Super Bowl being a week later with week 18 now, the extra week of the regular season. Once the Super Bowl ends, you're right around Valentine's Day. You're only a couple of weeks away from March in the conference tournaments, mm-hmm. the Super, the uh, the big dance, things like that. So uh, it, it, there's not that lull between the Super Bowl and March Madness like there used to be. Yeah, and a really, really busy time for the city of Las Vegas where I'm broadcasting from, by the way, Circa Resort and Casino at the Sportsbook here. But, I mean, we'll have all the conference tournaments that are going to be here locally. Um, then you get to NCAA tournament time, and there's no better place to be watching those games than all the sportsbooks around town. And then, of course, the Super Bowl being played here in just one week. So excited. Uh, Michael Lombardi traveling today, but he's going to be out with me on Radio Row all week long in person. So really excited for that. And today we've got an in-person guest, Aaron Ladd, Chiefs reporter for KSHB 41 in Kansas City. He's going to join us coming up in about 25 minutes or so. We'll get the KC side as well as the Bay Area side from Dieter Kurtenbach a little bit later on. And a couple of our betting analysts, Ian McMillan of Bet Sided and the Bacon Bets podcast joining us at 740. Pacific 1045 Eastern and Connor Allen sports betting manager of 444 football. So all angles of this Chiefs 49ers matchup coming up next Sunday. 49ers currently sitting at that two. There are back to two and a half though um, in different places around town, which I think is interesting considering we've seen so much Chiefs money. Will, and you look at the latest DraftKings betting splits and 64% of the handle, 71% of bets continuing to come in on Kansas City. Um, yet apparently the buyback on San Francisco has been enough that they're not really moving it any lower. A little surprised. Now this opens two and a half right after the 49ers squeak by the lines. It opened two and a half. That was the first line I saw. It was three on the look ahead, but it's once this matchup was set, it was two and a half and within the blink of an eye, it's one. And I, I thought, all right, this makes sense. I could even see it closing to pick them. Niners have been playing great. 49ers haven't been impressive in the last month or so. Uh, so I'm surprised this is ticked back up. But look, I was surprised uh, a week ago when it was Chiefs Ravens and that thing kept going, going all the way to five. So, yeah, I'm a little surprised. Uh, we're not going to get a three. Even if you find a two and a half out there, it will never get three. If it if it hit three, it would, would not last very long because you would just have too much you know, professional money. Taking the Chiefs plus the full three would just be too good to be true. So I think we'll bounce around between this two, two and a half. It maybe goes to one and a half. I'm a little surprised that this has ticked back up. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I I certainly have. Um, It's weird. Like, I I understand the big picture concept of everybody saying like, okay, we've bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid enough thinking that like, especially last week when you look at the Baltimore Ravens and how we're talking about that line getting bet up as much as it did. Like, I've learned my lesson. Patrick Mahomes not only covers as a dog, but he wins outright. Let's just bet KC, whether it's a spread, whether it's the money line, whatever it is. Um, 
I just, I am having a really hard time capping this game overall because I don't know what to weigh as more important, the current form in the playoffs that we've seen or the bigger picture of what we know to be each of these teams' identities throughout the course of the entire year. You nailed it. That's why people are betting San Francisco. They're weighing the full season. Yeah. And that's just, it's what do you value? What do you weigh? Because like, like you, you said it perfectly. If they play this game in the regular season, the 49ers are, I don't know, four or five point favorites. The 49ers were much better than the Chiefs during the regular season. But from really not just the playoffs, from Christmas on, from the night where Baltimore buried the 49ers, the 49ers don't have a good performance. They 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 beat Washington. I believe they covered that game, but even that game was 10-10 in the third quarter. And, you know, what can you get from a game against the Commanders, one of the worst teams in the league? They rest their starters week 18 against the Rams. And then they have two games. I mean, they could they could have probably should have lost both of those. Um, they are very lucky to be here. Meanwhile, the Chiefs have just been dominant in their three playoff performance, one covered. So it's what do you value? Do you value the recent form or do you value, do you value the season long stuff? Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, le- I'm leaning towards the, the recent form just because I think there's this thing with Kansas City where they I don't know if it, you can call it they play possum, but they definitely pace themselves. There's always been this notion that Andy Reid saves the good plays for the playoffs. Right. Mahomes takes it up a notch. Maybe Kelsey was playing possum a little bit and now he'll have two weeks to rest. So I, I tend to, to value the recent form, but I certainly understand people saying, Hey, all year, the 49ers have been the better team. Yeah. And so that's, that's my internal battle right now. And I agree. I think that the recent form probably matters a little bit more, but I still believe that the 49ers have so much talent that they should be like, they should be capable of winning this game. It's just a matter of, of how things are going to go. And I do worry for them because they've had to come from behind each of the last two games, that this is a chiefs team that you really can't do that with. You just can't afford to do that with that said, um, we're going to get into some of my bets throughout the course of the show. Will, and you're gonna be like stormy. What is wrong with you? You want San Francisco to win. You want all these things, but then you think the chiefs are going to score first and you're betting first touchdowns for Kansas city and all of these things, but it's okay. We'll worry about that a little bit later. Uh, as for the most bet player props, where things sit right now, Patrick Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns is the most bet followed by Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions and Kelsey over 69 and a half receiving yards. I'm curious your thoughts on this, because for me, if I'm San Francisco, like priority one in my brain is don't let Travis Kelsey beat you force somebody else to beat you. So do you think that it's going to be a Kelsey type of a day or can the 49ers defense do enough to eliminate um, or limit him? Yeah, I, I agree with your line of thinking. Like, hey, if there's anyone that's not going to beat us, it's like when you face the Yankees, Aaron Judge is not going to beat us. We'll walk him, if anything. But you know what? Kelsey has a way of still getting open. Like, we say this all the time. Hey, you can't let Kelsey beat you. But it's all he's done. I mean, Tyree Kill hasn't been there for a couple of years, and and Kelsey still manages to get open, still has managed to have these monster games. It was 11, a catch, 11 catches against the Ravens. So, um, I, I wouldn't play the I wouldn't play the under here. I, I don't know that I'm willing to play the over. I think we talked about it on Tuesday where and I think this still applies. If you like the overs, bet them early. And if you like the unders, right. wait until the very end, because so many people uh, with so much recreational money in the Super Bowl, people don't want to bet the under stuff. They want to bet for fun stuff, root for overs, root for catches, yards. So you're probably going to get some better prices late if you like the under and if you like the over, jump in early. Yeah, I totally agree with you, I spe- especially when I look at the running backs. I feel like Isaiah Pacheco and, and Christian McCaffrey 
especially like those numbers are just going to keep going up, up, up. Not that I necessarily want to bet an under on either one of those guys, considering the run defenses that we have ahead of us. But um, like if Christian McCaffrey's number is in the 90s, yeah, like that's an under or pass in my brain. But we'll see how that ends up um, playing out here. What about we have a rushing prop for Debo? Is that one up? Because that one I saw, I think, was 13 and a half. So a lot of people are on that. That one makes sense to me because he, he didn't get much running uh, against Detroit. But that's a guy with two weeks to prepare where you can draw up some plays and get him a few carries. There's, it's all hands on deck. You know, two weeks for the shoulder to heal. Uh, to me, Debo having a, a you know, 30, 40 yards rushing here is not out of the realm of possibility. And we talked about him Tuesday as a sleeper for MVP. Debo, and I'm looking at, yeah, 14 and a half. Of course, shop around here. Super Bowl, uh, you get a lot of disparity. It's not like one, one size fits all with the spread where it's going to be my, 49ers minus two everywhere. These props can vary, so shop around. But Debo overrushing is one I like. Yeah, and I just don't like the juice on either one because I was looking at the carries too. Three and a half, the under is minus 160. And you're like, okay, well, that's the way I would lean, but I don't want to lay that. And even with the 14 and a half, I'm seeing between minus 130 and minus 140. And I don't know if that's necessarily worthwhile for what I want to do to put my my own little betting slip together from that standpoint. Um, I do know that I love an Isaiah Pacheco touchdown, whether it's an anytime touchdown or something that I know we're going to do best bets at the end of the show, the number for him just to have a rushing touchdown because DraftKings puts all of these different types of props and options up there for it to be a rushing touchdown specifically is between plus 115 and plus 120. And I think if he scores, it'll be a rushing touchdown, not a receiving one. So uh, plenty more angles that we're going to get into as well as some betting trends and systems. Talking all things Super Bowl 58, Stormy Bonantoni and Will Hill. This is the Lombardi Line on VEASAN. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the new and improved vsin.com. We've got a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, a mobile first focus, improved functionality, and a whole lot more. And it's currently, by the way, Super Bowl Central on vsin.com. All your wants and needs for betting the big game, including picks and predictions, prop history, how to bet squares. One of the great articles that's up right now on the homepage, Steve Mackinan's Super Bowl trends and betting systems. Again, check out the new vsin.com. And we're going to get into some of those trends and betting systems now here as we welcome you back into the Lombardi line. Will Hill in for Michael Lombardi today. I'm Stormy Bond and Tony and we're going to play a little game of fade or follow. Not necessarily that like hey I really like this trend that means I'm going to bet the game this way but if you feel as if Will that this trend does have impact and would be meaningful in this case. So let's start with this underdog trend which I personally just before we even get into it I'm going to say I, I do think that this one is very very interesting. Over the past 22 years as well. Underdogs own a 16 and 6 ATS percentage, 72.7%, including 12 and 4 ATS the last 16 games. So d- does this surprise you at all that dogs have been so profitable or is it a mindset of well, well it's the biggest game of the year you'd expect it to be competitive? I'll say follow. I think this applies to the national championship game in college football too where you have two weeks off between the title games and the Super Bowl. You have a big layoff in the uh, in the college football, and it used to be a month before the uh, you know the regular season ended in the college football championship. These teams that are underdogs have a month, have two weeks to hear about the, the underdogs. So maybe that adds fuel to the fire. And again, it, both teams are in you know the championship game here. So uh, you know you're taking points with with two teams that are not equal, but, um, you know, good enough to get to a title game. And they hear for this long period of time, how they're not as good as the other team. They're the underdog. So maybe that adds fuel to the fire. So I'll go with follow here. Yeah. And I just think too, like, like I said, kind of teeing up the question at the end of the day, these are the considered and won enough games to be considered the top teams in the NFL right now. So you expect that this game isn't going to be a blowout. You would want it to be competitive. You'd think it'd be competitive. And so certainly um, an underdog, if they're getting a certain number of points, you would think would be able to cover or win. And it's a league of parity too. I remember like, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, like when I was a kid though, this game was a blowout. It was those Cowboys teams were dominant. The 49ers buried the chargers. It was like, there was a gap between, and in the NFC, I believe won for a long time. They had a huge winning streak, but there was a gap between the the team that won and the team that did it. Now it's just like these teams, there's a lot of parity. Uh, These games could go either way. I mean, both these teams, especially San Francisco. I mean, he's lucky to be here. So yeah, there's, I think the parody plays into it as well. You really just had to throw that in there. Didn't you just had to remind me lucky to be here. Well, it's funny too, because all season long, I'm talking to Michael, like we do these, um, these different, like throw out random questions or takes. And I said, one of them earlier this season, like the only way the 49ers miss the Super Bowl is injuries or like the only way they don't win the Super Bowl this year is injuries. And then it ends up just being like, no, they just, are putting themselves in bad positions. They're not playing the same dominant style of football that they did in the regular season. So it's an interesting, precarious situation. San Francisco goes for right Baltimore now. too. Everyone, everyone just penciled in Baltimore, San Francisco. Yeah. I know Aaron Schatz, who, you know, I'm 
He's been on this network. I've had him on my, my podcast. Does great work for DVOA. He had these as two historically good teams. I think for, uh, Ravens is like fourth or fifth best team history of DVOA, and the Niners were a top ten. And um, we were, like I said, I mean the Ravens were out. They were out decisively, and San Francisco survived not just once but twice. So yeah, I mean, look, it's a one game sample. The ball is not round. Anything can happen. Turnovers cancel each other out, but our, our turnovers are the, yeah. are the big stat of the game. But. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we thought these teams were dominant all year and it turned out to not be the case. Well, one thing I will say in the 49ers defense is whereas the Ravens said, you know what, we're, we're a great rushing team and we're playing a run defense that's not very good. We don't need oh, to run the ball. Like 49ers oh, will not have that approach. I guarantee it. Um, okay, this next one. The straight up winner in the Super Bowl is 47-7-3 against the spread. So the winner has covered at an 87% clip the previous 57 Super Bowls. This is the highest mark of any playoff round. So basically what this stat is saying is if you like the favorite, you lay the points and win. If you like the underdog, you bet the money line and win. Fade or follow? Think that's true? I'll follow. I think we have to fade for the game just because the lines too. I mean, the land, the, the odds of this landing on San Francisco by a point are very slim, but I think it goes back to the point of this used to be a blowout. The Cowboys teams dominating. There used to be a gap between uh, the winner of this game and, and the team they played. So this makes sense. It's interesting that it's the highest mark of any round. I don't know. Do you have any, is this a fade or follow for you? Um, I agree with the approach more so from the underdog standpoint, especially in a short spread game. I think I would prefer to have a plus money price, a plus one Oh five, a plus one ten compared to a minus one ten, minus one, whatever. Um, so I like that standpoint. Um, I, I know a lot of people like the idea of you have the chiefs and getting points, but the majority sure. of those to, to the same point about the underdog stat trend that we just gave out and Patrick Mahomes being whatever it is, 10, one and one, 11, one and one um, against the spread, but only having one of those games, not be an outright win. Like it just seems to go hand in hand in my brain from an underdog perspective um, with the two in San Francisco, I guess. Yeah. I'm just going to say follow. I'll roll with it. Even though I'm not as easy when you're just asking the question, having to answer it, these questions, not that I didn't it's expect not you to turn that back around on. That's me, why but. I did. I, I wanted to show you how, how hard it is when you grill people <laughs> with all these games, all these questions. It's not that easy. Listen, I'm a game show host over here. How about this next one? And it, this one kind of falls hand in hand as well. Um, the team that is the better playoff seed is just two fifteen and two against the spread. The last 26 Super Bowl games. That's interesting to me, too. That is very interesting to me. I'm going to fade it because I don't know what to make of it. That's just that's one I wouldn't have thought of. I don't think of it in terms of that. Uh, and obviously the 49ers here, the higher seed. That's a strange one. I, I'm not sure what the trend is. That's a hard one for me to explain with these other ones. I can at least come up with a reason or some possible explanation. This one can't really wrap my head around as to why. Yeah, recent history, the better playoff seed has struggled. Let's get away from a side and go to the total. Super Bowl totals in the 40s are on a six and two to the under run. 75%. Do you feel like this kind of could trend to an under game as well? Fade or follow? Fade. I like the over here. I think both teams move the ball. Everyone has moved the ball against San Francisco. If Reynolds could catch a pass, Detroit scores 40 plus points. Green Bay left points on the table. So the Chiefs are going to get their points, especially Andy Reid with a couple weeks to prepare. And then the 49ers are going to get their points against anybody. I don't see a scenario like of all the different possibilities of this game. Uh, if we're sitting here the day after the Super Bowl saying, man, San Francisco just couldn't get any offense. They only scored 10 or 13 points. Uh, that one would shock me. San Francisco is going to get their 24, 27 plus points. I think this is a good matchup for them offensively. So uh, I like the over here. I know that, uh, you know, there, there's been some Patriots Super Bowls that especially have been slow to start and, and they have trended under. But 
these teams have been here. Mahomes has been here. I know Purdy hasn't been, but the 49ers have been in this game. And remember last year, Eagles for, Eagles Chiefs was back and forth. Both teams started quickly on offense. Uh, that was a shootout. I don't know that it'll be this extreme. That extreme this year, I think it was 38-35 last year. But I could see a 27-24, yeah. 30-27 type of game. I know you like the under more on a teaser, but uh, to me, this is an over game. I think both teams have success on offense. Yeah, I feel like people are probably annoyed with me that I'm skirting the issue on a side and a total by doing a teaser. Because, but I love that, though. I like the idea of getting more points with the Chiefs. We, we just talked so much about about the underdog mentality and the way that they've had more success and the chiefs as an underdog specifically have had more success. And then if you tease that total up to a 53 and a half, or if you want to do a, a seven point teaser, 54 and a half and take the under, I mean, the chiefs have been such a solid under team all year long. Their defense has been so good. I agree that the 49ers are going to get their points to an extent, but I exactly could see this as a 27, 24 type game, um, which would just give you a little bit more of that wiggle room on the total. But I honestly could tease the total either way and feel comfortable with the way that that points um, under or over could swing. Let's hit a couple more of these, though, real quickly. Teams that scored more points per game during the regular season, 7-13-1 ATS, the last 21 Super Bowls. San Francisco was number three in the NFL in scoring this year at 28.9 points per game. Kansas City was number 15. They were over seven points per game worse. But again, this goes back with like the better seed not having the better cover percentage, the team that has scored more not having the better cover percentage. I'll follow this one. I think there's some there's something there here. I think that the public likes offense where they they, tr- they gravitate towards the better offensive team. Defense isn't as sexy. So um, I think maybe the the better offensive team gets a little overvalued defense. Like the, the old saying defense wins championships. So uh, I'll follow this one. So different, by the way, from the Chiefs teams of old. We're so used to this being like an offensive powerhouse type team, but they've been relying on defense this year. Um, One more last minute before we have to hit the break. Teams that allowed fewer points per game during the regular season have gone seven and one straight up, six and two ATS the last eight Super Bowls. KC holds a slight edge in this category as well. Follow. It's the same as the last one. Same thinking where. Defense is underrated. People like po- people like points. People like offense. Defense gets a little undervalued. So I, I think the fact that people, the public gravitating towards offense, I think uh, supports these trends. So I'll go. I'll go with a follow here. According to Scott Caxmar, the Chiefs have allowed 28 points or less in all 20 games this season, which is the most in NFL history. Um, wow. All four of the previous teams um, that were in that upper echelon of allowing 28 points or less throughout the course of the season, the 2000 Ravens, 2002 Bucks, 2005 Steelers and 2010 Packers. You know what all those teams have in common? All champions. Give the Chiefs a trophy now. They all won the Super Bowl. Hey, that's why we play the games. Go Niners. Although this is awkward because I'm about to tee up our Chiefs reporter guest, Aaron Ladd, coming up with us next. Break down the important matchups and need to know information for Super Bowl 58. We'll be right back on VC. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription. You'll get your first year for only $199. And all you got to do is use the promo code Lombardi. That'll get you access to everything on our brand new VSIN.com website. Plus, our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits showing you where the money and bets are moving for each and every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24 7 video access, and of course, our Super Bowl betting guide. We've got best bets and favorite props. Remember, all you got to do is use that promo code Lombardi. That'll get your first year of VSIN Pro access for $199. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. And we are back here on the Lombardi line on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Will Hill and Stormy Bonantoni with you as we continue to preview all things Super Bowl 58 coming up from right here in the city of Las Vegas, getting the Chiefs side of things as Aaron Latt joins us in studio here at Circa Resort and Casino, KSHB 41 in Kansas City. Welcome in. I'm honored. All the times that we've talked, you know, it finally feels good to be at home I in know. your place. Yeah. In person, face to face. Feels so good. Uh, how's Vegas treating you so far, by the way? When did so, you get in? So far, so good. Got in yesterday and staying through game day. So I'm pacing myself. Marathon, not a sprint, Stormy. How many Chiefs fans were also on the flight with you coming over early? As a 49ers fan, these things are important to know. <laughs> there were there were plenty. They're, they're getting used to doing this this time yeah. of year, right? Mm-hmm. Fourth time in the last five years for Chiefs Kingdom. They've got their whole schedule lined up, same way the team does. They're ready to rock. Will, I'm dominating the small talk. Jump in, buddy. Aaron, when you talk to people around the Chiefs just off the record, is there a little element that they're surprised to be here? I mean, the performance on Christmas was bad. This team did not look like a Super Bowl team all year. Is there a little, uh, you know, they wouldn't say it on the record, but are they a little surprised to be here? I thought about this last night. Great question there. Like, it's more of... It's not surprised that the Chiefs made it because the Chiefs have such a tried and true system with Andy Reid and Mahomes and all that. It's more of these Chiefs making it, considering the wide receiver room, considering some of the gambles they made at the tackle position, replacing Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley with Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith and the defensive free agent signings they brought in. This was more of a surprise of like the process and how it got put together. And that Christmas Day game was ugly against Las Vegas. Jack Jones played the Grinch on that day. And I was at that game thinking there's no way that KC goes to Vegas this year. But they get hot. They figure out some things and ride in the defense. The defense has really helped them this year. I I think there is some surprise. Well, let's go down that road since the Christmas Day game, because whatever Andy Reid did to change the offensive philosophy of this team and understand where this roster is at right now seems to be pretty masterful and has put them in a great position here Super Bowl Sunday. They pared it down. They stopped trying to get cute. They stopped trying to get creative, mixing a sky more, mixing the MVS. No, they're working with the three playmakers that have worked so far this year for Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco. Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. And through all of the scoring drives, the first two scoring drives in the AFC title game, those were the three ball players. Those are the three uh, ball carriers that scored and, and produced on that drive for Kansas City. It's, it's, it's all about getting those guys the ball as often as possible. Aaron Spagnolo has built himself into a borderline Hall of Fame defensive coordinator. I know he wasn't good as a head coach, but he has been great, not only with the Giants, now with the Chiefs here. What makes him so good? What makes him uh, just so effective with these second half adjustments? And, and what makes him, you know, the defensive coordinator that he is? I think it's the great trust that he has with the guys in those room. I think it's also just the, the teaching that he has, right? He's a great teacher. I talked to a lot of guys, Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed, who are the, the star corners on this team. 
and, and they talk about how how calm he is in the heat of battle, how he never gets too high, never gets too low. He's even keeled throughout. And you wouldn't tell if he was able if the play was a 55 yard reception from Zay Flowers or if it was a fumble at the goal line like we saw. He stays even keeled. He's even through the heat of battle and he's communicated and found a really good way to get this young unit to play together. This is one of the youngest defenses in all of the National Football League on the back of that Tyreek Hill trade. They got some of the pieces to acquire Trent McDuffie. And I think it's just his communication skill and his teaching that's really shown through here in this back half of the season. In a defense that held uh, soon to be two time MVP Lamar Jackson in a Ravens offense in the conference championship to just 10 points. Now, I think a lot of people, myself included, were very surprised to see the Ravens not continue to run the ball, even though they've been one of the best rushing offenses yeah. in the entire league. And we know the Chiefs, as far as their defense goes, that's an area that is a weakness for them. Do you anticipate the San Francisco 49ers doing that? Like, I, in my brain, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're going to run the football. Only 81 rushing Crazy. yards for the Ravens How? in that one. It, it seemed like they started to panic a little bit. And, and maybe that's the one thing, the intangible we kind of talked about in Kansas City leading up to. Like, they've been here. They've done that. They know what the emotional uh, ebbs and flows that come with playing in a big game are. I think the Niners have a little bit more comfortability in these big games as well. Maybe not at the quarterback position, but for Christian McCaffrey, I think he's someone that, that the Niners will lean on in this spot. This is a different game. And I talked with Nick Bolton about this leading up. Longer halftime, longer TV timeouts, more time to collect your breath, more time to sit there and wait for play. And I think the Niners will pre present a different challenge than Baltimore did, who was hosting that first game in the AFC title game, first time in franchise history, a little antsy there. I think it's more of an even battle from that perspective, emotionally in Super Bowl 58. The 49ers were the better team all year, but the Chiefs have been the better team the last month. Do you have a feel for this game, Aaron, in terms of uh, 49ers laying a couple of points here against the Chiefs? I, I don't see how KC loses this game. I, uh. I, 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 don't, I saw them put Lamar Jackson uh, in a straight jacket last week. Uh, all things considered, how dynamic that offense was with how keyed up this defense is, allowing under 14 points a game in the postseason. It, it, it just seems like it's going to be Niners offense versus the Chiefs defense is what decides this one. And I give the edge to Casey's D. I don't like hearing it, but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to disagree with. Um, and so you're obviously so dialed in not only to the, the game plan that we're likely going to see you follow this team so closely, but also a lot of the storylines. What's something that you've uncovered, whether it's in media availability or some of the one on ones you've done that you're just excited to see come to be or is one of the best KC storylines for you? How is Travis Kelsey going to handle this week, Stormy? <laughs> because there's been obviously all the chatter off the field. And it's one thing when you're in Kansas City, a lot of smaller market. We're a little nicer there. Super Bowl opening night, that's a huge stage. And Kelsey went 11 for 11 in that AOC title game. 11 targets to touchdown, set the tone. Uh, Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator, talked about him being the energy bringer for KC in their offense and a lot of guys feeding off of that. How much energy is he going to have left after talking to Entertainment Tonight and, and, and E! News and all this? I mean, he's going to dwarf Patrick Mahomes in popularity uh, possibly at this opening night. I wonder how much juice he has left in the tank, considering he's the guy that they feed off of offensively. And, and that's where they've struggled this year you know scoring three touchdowns has been a problem for them at times uh I, I wonder what 87 looks like come Sunday Aaron there's been some whispers that Andy Reid could retire after the game what would you say the chances are Andy Reid's back next year uh 99.999 percent. Oh, wow. I think he understands how good or my mom would say how good his bread is buttered right now with Kelsey and Veach and Mahomes and the nucleus that they have there. 
Um, he's younger than Bill Belichick, a guy who still is looking for a coaching job as well. He was asked about this after the Nick Saban uh, news came down. He said, yeah, no, I'm old, but I'm not thinking about it just yet. Um, I would put a higher percentage that Travis Kelsey actually retires than, yeah. than uh, oh. Well, speaking to this legacy, though, real quickly, this is a team that I feel like, I mean, it's it's obvious, even if they lose the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer based yeah. on what that he's done. But what would this another Super Bowl added to the resume do for his legacy and this dynasty that Kansas City's creating? I think some people are still putting a question mark after dynasty when you talk about Kansas City. This would replace that question mark with an exclamation point. I mean, I see six straight AFC title uh, games at home or five at home, six with the, the Baltimore one and then four Super Bowls in the last five years. To me, that's dynasty period. I think it eliminates the question mark. I think it lets people know that, hey, this is one of those all time. We're talking about Patriots runs, Niners runs, Heat runs. We're talking basketball like this firmly plants Casey's flag in. They dominated this era, regardless of who the personnel was, because we all understand that the wide receiver room isn't what it's been in years past. And uh, yeah, I, I think it, I think it firmly supplants them in that dynasty conversation. Total around 47 and a half. Do you have a feel for the over under here? Way under. Casey doesn't okay. score points. They, they don't score points. I mean, the, the, the AFC title game was 17-10. Um, they, they've struggled to score touchdowns consistently, got shut out in the second half of that AFC title game. Field goals, is, is, is they're comfortable with that. If they are up leading and get into that money area and feel like it's a fourth down where they're just going to get points, Butker's only missed two kicks all year. Um, I, I think way under on the on the total. Okay, Chiefs player most likely to have a breakout performance and Chiefs player most likely to be held at bay. Chiefs player most likely to have a breakout performance is Rasheed Rice. Uh, I, I don't think that he should be a little known secret anymore. He is the straw oh. that stirs the drink for Casey on offense for the rookie. I could see him going over 100 easily. And then maybe held at bay is Isaiah Pacheco. He's been knocked mm. up dealing with a toe, dealing with an ankle. He's played, but uh, I could see him being kept at bay in this. Yet week. he'll still find a way to score a touchdown, won't he? <laughs> he will. Come on. Every game. I saw the memes. He runs like his toothbrush is all torn up or somebody said he runs like he bites people. Yeah, I love a- that. <laughs> also, speaking of Rushy Rice, that video that they showed him of Andy Reid in the punt Classic. pass kick. Yeah. Phenomenal. How many times do you think he had to get asked for birth certificates when he was young? Oh, my goodness. In Andy, big guy. Big guy. We're back on the West Coast this week. He's going to have a couple cheeseburgers. Unbelievable. Aaron, <laughs> thank you so much for the time. I so appreciate of it. Of course. Anytime. Um, we got the Chiefs side. Don't worry, Aaron. We will also be getting the 49ers side a little uh, bit later because, you know, I need this in my life. Aaron Ladd, everybody. So grateful. KSHB 41 in Kansas City is going to be here all week covering all things Chiefs. We're going to step aside, continuing our Super Bowl 58 talk when we return. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN. New customers can bet five bucks. You get 200 instantly back in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Again, use that code VSIN, B S I N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Will Hill and Stormy Bonantoni with you as we welcome you back to the Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Excited to continue all of our Super, fi- super Bowl 58 talk with. Ian McMillan, senior editor of BetSided, also host of the Bacon Bets podcast. You can get wherever you get your podcast. And Ian, let's just jump right in here because you are anti-Chiefs. You want somebody <laughs> new in the big game, which I, I love, and I will give you the floor to explain why. But also, from a betting perspective, does your head match your heart? How are you feeling right now? Yeah, I, I think at this point, I think I just have to kind of stick with my guns and just kind of bet with my head and stick to the same method that I do when I handicap all sports, which is just try to trust the numbers. Now, that doesn't work all the time. Obviously, when that bet includes betting against Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what the Chiefs have done, but they find ways to win games week after week, year after year. Um, yeah, I am cheering against the the Chiefs as well. I compare it to uh, not wanting to watch Shawshank Redemption for the hundredth time in a row. I mean, Chiefs fans can get mad at me, but I don't want to watch the same teams win the Super Bowl over and over again. To me, it's like watching the same movie over and over again. Yes, Shawshank Redemption is the greatest movie of all time. The Chiefs are one of the greatest teams of all time, a great dynasty, but that, I need to see something else. I need to see uh, some different storylines. I need to see some other guys win the Super Bowl. So I will be cheering heavily against the Chiefs, not just my heart, my head, my money as well. I am backing the 49ers. I just have to trust the numbers, and the numbers all season long have shown us that the 49ers have been the best team in the NFL. If not the best team, the second best team. I think you probably could have made a case for the Ravens, especially after they beat the 49ers late in the season. But if you look at the 49ers offensive numbers, first in EPA per play, first in success rate, first in just about every single passing metric, top three in just about every single rushing metric, second in average scoring margin, first in red zone offense, third and third down offense. This is the best team, the best offense in the entire NFL. Now they have to go up against Patrick Mahomes, and I'm hoping, I'm praying 
that the 49ers do what the Baltimore Ravens didn't do, and that's run the football, because that's obviously the path to victory to beating the Chiefs. That is the weakness of this Chiefs defense. For some reason, the Ravens, as uh, John Harbaugh uh, put it, didn't get around to running it or Mm -hmm. didn't find the opportunities to run it, which didn't make any sense. Just run the football, please, San Francisco. If you guys can run the football early and often, even if you get down a little bit early in the game, don't abandon the run. And if the 49ers do that, I think they win this game. Ian, the Chiefs are an under team. They've been an under team all year. We're looking at 47 and a half as a total. Where are you looking at with the uh, with the total here? Yeah, as much as I like the 49ers, I actually think I like the under as well. Um, You mentioned it. The Chiefs have been an under team all season, 14 and six to the under in their 20 games. Um, And that's kind of going to be, I think, the way this game is going to go as well. This is not the same Chiefs team that has won a couple Super Bowls in the past. They're not a high powered offense. Uh, They take what they get. They play mistake free football and then they play defense. Um, And if the path to the path to victory for the 49ers is running the football. And if they stick to that, that should drain the clock. And I actually think the path to victory for the chiefs, believe it or not, is to kind of run the football as well. Cause it's kind of the weakness of the 49ers defense too. So if both teams run the ball early and often play some solid defense, the 49ers defense does give me a little bit. Uh, it does make me a little bit concerned, but still uh, with the total at around 47 and a half, uh, I think the unders might be the best bet on the board in terms of a side or total. You mentioned the 49ers defense giving you a little bit of a concern. You do have a prop bet on Nick Bosa, but instead of it go being just an over and under, you're just betting him no sack, no sacks for Nick Bosa. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good value. I think I got it around minus 113, so you can get it right around at a pick and price. I mean, I think Nick Bosa, if he has a big game, that's going to be huge for the 49ers. But um, relatively, he's had a kind of a down year uh, in the sacks department, especially compared to last year. I think he had 18 last year, only 10 and a half sacks in the regular season game this year. Now he has to go up against a very good Chiefs offensive line and obviously Patrick Mahomes, who, who seems almost impossible to sack Uh, In the postseason, Chiefs only gave up uh, in the regular season 1.5 sacks per game. Um, So with Nick Bosa only getting 10 and a half in 17 games in the regular season at a pick and price or pretty close to a pick and price. uh, I think that's pretty good value to take Nick Bosa to not actually record a sack in this game. Ian, what's just sort of a general approach for you for betting the Super Bowl? There's a lot to bet. There's a lot of markets. There's uh, mm. you know, more than a usual week. What's just sort of your approach where you start and, and things you, you avoid, things like that? Yeah, for the most part, to be completely honest, and it's not the best strategy in the world, but I don't necessarily look at the Super Bowl as an event where I'm going to make a ton of money betting. I like to pick out a few uh bets that I do really like and put my full unit on that. But then I also just fire away rapid fire and a ton of things and put like, you know, like 20% of a unit size on, uh, for me on just a ton of different bets. Um, to me, the Super Bowl already, the market is pretty sharp. I think this is the sharpest market of any sporting event of the entire year. So unless you're just going to pick one bet and go with it, or maybe two bets and go with it and try to make some money, if you're going to, place multiple bets on this game. I think it's hard to make money. So I look at it as I'm just trying to have some fun. I'm going to take a lot of really small shots on a lot of different bets. And if I can come out even for the game, I count that as a win because this is the Super Bowl. This is not a niche market that we're going to really find a ton of a ton of edges at. So play some bets and have some fun for the most part. Like I said, there are a couple bets that I might put a few more dollars on than some others. The The ones that I really do like. Uh, the ones that I've been talking about uh, on this show. But for the most part, I'm trying to have some fun. If I can come out even uh, uh, for Sunday, I'll, I'll, I'll walk away happy. 
it is it's interesting the super bowl because of the market size that there is there's like thousands of different options and prop bets that you can get into but because you say there are a few that you really really like and you are going to put your full unit size on what's maybe your favorite prop bet that you've found so far for super bowl 58 yeah, I think one of them is actually a, a kicker prop bet, to be completely honest. And it's uh, Harrison Butker, the Chiefs kicker, to go uh, over seven and a half kicking points. Uh, so obviously, if you do some quick math, that's either two field goals and a couple extra points or three field goals is probably going to be the easiest way to do it. Uh, but believe it or not, the Chiefs all season red zone has been a big issue for them. 19th in the NFL in terms of red zone touchdown scoring percentage, only scoring a touchdown on 52.7 percent. Uh, of their red zone trips Um, and the 49ers have a pretty solid red zone defense as well so Harrison Bucker has been getting a ton of work all season long I think that's going to be the case here as well I think seven and a half uh, I think that's a pretty good number to bet the over I think two field goals and two extra points is going to be pretty easy for the Chiefs to get there so my very favorite prop bet at least as of right now a week out uh, is yeah Bucker over seven and a half kicking points Uh, I love a good uh, uh, kicker prop bet for the Super Bowl Super Bowl MVP is primarily a quarterback award, but it's not exclusively a quarterback award like the regular Mm. season. If the 49ers do win, is there anyone worth taking a shot at in terms of MVP? I think you have to go McCaffrey. Um, If you think the 49ers win the game, like I talked about earlier, um, the path to victory for them is running the football. If they run the football early and often and do it successfully, it's going to be because of Christian McCaffrey. And then not only is he going to have a ton of rushing yards, if the game goes uh, as well as 49ers fans will hope, um, but he's going to add up some yards through the air as well. So um, even though Brock Purdy's a favorite out of San Francisco, because it is a quarterback uh, uh, award for the most part. And I do love Brock Purdy. I've been defending Brock mm. Purdy the past couple of weeks. Um, I think McCaffrey's the way to go. I actually might sprinkle on a complete long shot, Fred Warner. If you want to take a defensive player, I think Fred Warner could have a huge game for the 49ers. Like I'm talking 130 to one, put like two bucks on it for some fun. I mean, there is a little bit of history of defensive players winning it. What two in the last, I think 12 years, I think linebackers uh, have won Super Bowl MVP. I think Fred Warner has been all over the field for the 49ers defense so far in the playoffs. So uh, like I said, a couple bucks, a little sprinkle on 130 to one player on the 49ers. I think Fred Warner might be interesting. I love it. Um, I would love for that to happen because that would mean that the 49ers defense was playing well. Um, and of course, the the most recent defensive MVP, Von Miller, uh, against the Panthers and he's with the Broncos. But if San Francisco closes the favorite, Brock Purdy will have the longest odds of a quarterback for the favored team to win a Super Bowl since wow. Big Ben in 2005. That is wild to me and will and i were talking about this off camera a little bit earlier the one thing i i would say is i look at the nfc championship game and christian mccaffrey had two touchdowns and obviously was a marquee to their success in that game but i probably would have given mvp of that game still to brock purdy for the second half that he put together so could there be an argument still for brock yeah, there certainly could be. In one way, I'm actually going to bet on Brock Purdy's take the over on his rushing yards because you mm. mentioned that NFC Championship game. He he he, he, took he off. was running a little bit, yeah, with his legs. So I mean, maybe he discovered that he can take off with his legs a few times. That would help a, a Super Bowl uh, MVP argument for him. And his rushing total, I think, is only set at like 12 and a half rushing yards. If he takes off with his legs, especially with how good the Chiefs' secondary is, there might be a couple times he drops back and doesn't see anything open and might have to take off with his legs. So yeah, argument to be made there. And I also like the over on his rushing yards. And. You're awesome. Good luck with your best. Have fun. 
Thank you so much, guys. Take care. That is Ian McMillan again. Make sure you check out the Bacon Bets podcast. He is at Ian McBets on X. We're going to step aside when we come back, resetting for hour two here on the Lombardi line. Don't go anywhere. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.